One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So about Michael Jordan, how you gonna hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today we have a good one. Now we're going to be reacting to the, to the free agency. We're talking about this on the 4th, August 4th, Wednesday. That's when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, man, Chris, this, this free agency class is weak. There's only one star who hasn't even signed yet, but we all know where he's going to sign. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but he hasn't technically even signed yet. But man... Has this free agency class been headliners, a bunch of people to talk about, a bunch of moves to talk about? We have a lot of stuff to cover in this podcast. This podcast is going to be interesting. Sign and trades. It's been ridiculous, man. So, yeah, and we're also going to have a short little segment about the Summer League beforehand. We're going to come up with a unique name, you know, tapping with the Summer League or something like that. Basically, what we're going to do is if we see somebody really interesting in the summer league. We're going to talk to you guys about it. This guy had a good game. Blankety, blankety, blank. This is what we saw. That type of stuff. Yeah, Chris. <clears throat> oh, so I yeah. Mean- uh, I, I I watched it. So yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So basically, here's the two guys that I want to want to talk about from the summer. Jonathan Kuminga. I would say athletically. He looked pretty good. He dropped 18 points. That's the reason why we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. It was literally like 44 minutes ago. But, you know, it wasn't a lot of ISO mid-range scoring. It was a lot of just finishing around the basket, which worries me because I thought that, that what he was doing, the G League would transfer, translate. So uh, hopefully he does more of what I saw him do in the G League. But um he looks really good athletically, but if the skill set is not there mid-range wise, it's going to be really interesting. He, he how he's going to translate to the NBA, yeah, the, the, during the real season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other guy, the real, the real star, in my opinion, is Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell dropped twenty-three. He was like his worrisome. Is six foot one. He's not a hyper athlete. He was hitting some tough angled layups, Chris. Mm-hmm. Really tough around the rim. That's really great. Seeing him doing a lot of step back shooting with range from the beyond the three point line. I was really impressed. His defense was still stellar. The guy looked like a guy that, you know, I loved. So I was really, really good. Good to see him play. 
those are my two guys that I'm talking about during this little short little segment. And those are my like, this, those guys look good. You know, Summer League can go either way on at what it actually means and if it's actually valuable to like how somebody's going to turn into the next season. But it's all subjective. You can't really judge off Summer League because we've seen what Denzel Valentine yes. did. I mean, he won the Summer League MVP, and then where has he been since? But that's besides the point. Not going to do that. Yeah. Um, I just had a couple couple quick questions for you, Jay, because you watched the game um, and you you've actually, if you haven't yet, go check out our Jason becomes a GM podcast. You know, what I mean, he has really <laughs> good stuff. He really knows his stuff when it comes to the draft. So that's why I'm asking mm-hmm. these questions. So, question number one: Do you think the Kings had a steal in the draft with Davion Mitchell? Do you think, think he's going to translate to them? Yeah, I think the player is a good pick, but I think what team he got drafted by is terrible. Of course. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald. You know, Buddy Heald might get traded, but it's right. Halliburton Fox yeah. long term. I mean, we were talking about Halliburton being top three rookies last year. Mm-hmm. It was LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, Halliburton. Right. So I I don't really see why they did it, but, you know, I love, love the player. So hopefully it gets moved down the line to some team. Yeah, it's gonna appreciate him a little bit more. Yeah, that needs him. Yeah, yeah. Mm, a lot of things happening for you to see. Never know. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good that's a good shift of gears here. All righty. So basically, we're just gonna go. You know, we're gonna talk about free agency. What we think that we we have no plan to this. It is basically, let's just talk about free agency. Anything, talk about any players, any signings, any anything, Chris. So yeah, you, 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 I'm going to let you start off since I just talked about some of the... Well, we know that during free agency, I mean, something that we all expected but didn't quite expect, Curry kind of signed a four-year, $215 million contract <laughs> extension. Yes. And that's ridiculous. Yes. I mean, like, the way they broke it down, I think he makes, like, 15,000 a minute or 16,000 a minute, like 53,000 a game or something like that. And then like that translates to like 30 something million a year or something crazy. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. The amount of money that he's going to make and He's locked in. Yes. He's a warrior for life now. I mean, I, like is. we were thinking like, okay, maybe LeBron was talking to him. If you can be like, come on, Seth Curry, come uh-huh. to the dark side. No, 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 no. They paid that <laughs> man to make sure he stayed where he was at. And yes, I can't agree more with that. I mean, like this was a team that was built around him that he's their franchise. He can't just up and leave and join another system. I mean, like not saying that he wouldn't fit, but this is his team. You know what I mean? Why would he Mm -hmm. go into a team and become second fiddle when he's the man? Yes, he is. He's the franchise. Um, Yeah. And he's also the first person to ever, uh, in a career to sign two $200 million plus deals. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. They're all in on Curry. And the thing is, though, that he could have a long, long, long career in the NBA the way he plays basketball. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's not... I mean, he does finish around the rim and he does move a lot, but it's not, like, athletic at the rim. You know what yeah. I mean? So I can, it's not Russell Westbrook. Exactly. I completely agree with you on that that point. 
that he could really be, you know, translatable for a long time, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Oh, you want me to keep going or? Oh, I guess we can switch it. We can okay. just rotate and I'll go next. Well, man, let's talk about, in my opinion, one of the better moves, you know, of what I've seen mm-hmm. is what the Hornets have. They're, the Hornets having a great offseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they moved Devontae Graham yeah. in a sign of trade. And got a future lottery projected pick from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I really love that because now you're getting and they let Malik Monk go. Yeah. So now they're letting giving up space for James Booknight to be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. As the two guard, you took away the barriers to entry to him having the ball in his hands to be able to develop. And they also let Cody Zeller go. Now, I'm not saying Cody Zeller is this terrible player. But I think that he doesn't fit with LaMelo. Cody Zeller is like a half-court team. LaMelo Ball is like, I want to break the league and pace of play. Like, I'm sure next season, they will be the, the league pass team to watch. Mm-hmm. Right? They are going to be so much fun to watch. They're going to be put up points. They're not going to win a ton of games, but they're going to be fun. So I really like what they, they've done here. Um it's really impressive because that franchise has sucked. No, no cap. The <laughs> team has sucked for a long time. No bad. It's really nice to see them starting to make some good moves. They're making really good moves, in my opinion. I can totally agree with that. I mean, like what they were able to do just off drafting LaMelo and then keeping yes. that train going with this draft and getting James Booknight yes. was able to get a couple picks from some of the other teams. I mean, like they've slowly been growing this team yes. into, into a playoff mm-hmm. contender. I mean, like, yeah, give it a yes. couple years because LaMelo's going to develop. James Booknight's yes. going to develop. You're going to get more cohesion with um, mm-hmm. PJ Washington and LaMelo, more cohesion with um, Bridges is, and with Bridges. Jones. With Bridges and Kai Jones and all of them mm-hmm. in LaMelo. With, centered around LaMelo, this team is going to be something to watch in the next couple of years very yes. soon. <clears throat> yes. They get a wing ISO guy. Uh, they'll be nice. Probably going to draft yeah. it. Probably going to put the whole team together to the draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It, who knew? Who knew Michael Jordan took him took him 30 years? Yeah. He started to make moves. He's starting to make moves. Well, once he <laughs> once he let go of Kemba, he still has Terry Rozier over there. So I mean they're still uh, doing good. All righty, Chris. I'm gonna give you the baton, let you talk about anything next. Anything, literally anything. Something that just happened today. Okay. Kemba to the New York Knicks. Ooh. Okay. Now I'm not completely sure how I feel about that one though. Because like I Oof. see where they're going, but because uh-huh. they're they're finally bringing a marquee a free agent kind of sort of to the to the Big Apple, which might attract others. But mm-hmm. I thought we were. I mean, doesn't that kind of mess up the nucleus of the team that was already building? Because you've already had R.J. Barrett and kind of Julius Randle kind of sort of meshing together. Now what are you going to mm. do? Because Kemba's going to start. So where are you, are you sliding R.J. Barrett to another position that he doesn't normally play? You go put him in the shooting guard, but he's a point guard. Yeah, yeah he's a ball handler. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you also have Der- – you, you sign Derrick Rose Derek again. Rose. So that's perfect. You yes. got your six man. But now mm. it's like 
does Derrick Rose and Kemba mesh together? Because somebody's going to be in there still. Yeah. I don't know what their rotation is going to look like, but somebody either is going to be Derrick Rose and Kemba or it's going to be Derrick Rose and R.J. Barrett. And mm-hmm. the other reason I'm really talking about the guard position is because that's who's mostly affected by the Kemba trade, by the Kemba buyout. It's the guard position. So now you have mm-hmm. to figure out how you're going to make that work, or are you no longer sold on RJ Barrett and you're giving up on him? Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. I have to. You have to weigh the options because you don't really know. I don't know what they're thinking over there in in the Big Apple. All I know is that mm-hmm. you get scoring and star power, but mm-hmm. it messes up your the identity that was being created there. Cause now you have to figure out where everybody goes now. Mm-hmm. It's like, first it was coming together. Now you kind of like, you kind of like took one of those, um, how do I, what's the analogy? Can't think of Detour? anything. It's, okay. Yeah. 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 So you were trusting the process at first you were driving on the mm-hmm. road, following the signs. And then you was like, you know what? Instead of taking I 90, I'm going to take two seventy one South. Hmm. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's basically what it was. Yeah. That's Ohio reference for you guys who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I um to a certain point agree with a lot of things you said. I, I think that they do need more offensive scoring power, so I'm not totally against it. Because I don't think that, you know it's just well. You have Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. I'm a little worried that there's so many guards with R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. Uh, yeah, it's already there him, with yeah. Kem- Kemba Walker and Derrick Rose. And then they just brought in Evan Fournier. Mm-hmm. They overpaid him. They paid him like, bro, Evan Fournier is getting paid $19.5 million a year. $78 million over a four-year deal. That's crazy because P.J. Tucker just went for 15.8. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> He's 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 an he's I but it's not he's not worth that you know what I mean nah. so yeah I I think they've made okay moves I think in the grand scheme of things I I think they're I don't know what they want to be I don't know if they want to be a team that tries to go out I thought they wanted to get like a superstar for so long right. Mm-hmm. You get Julius Randle, and you want to see if R.J. Barrett can really become R.J. Barrett, but you have to give him the space to become R.J. Barrett, right? Exactly. The ball. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like even though I've never been super high on R.J. Barrett, I'm not really a fan of the old style of the way people used to develop guards, especially guards who need... Because every time they get the ball in their hands, they get to basically update their system. Computer, mm-hmm. think of it the computer. They get to update their system based on what they see from the defense, right? Exactly. Every single time. Mm-hmm. So the less touches they get, the less times they get to read, the less times they get to be the main key, or the cog of the offense, the less you know development they get. Mm. You know, so I, I really think that it's not conducive for a guy like him to develop. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does bust, to be honest with you. And then they're just kind of stuck with Julius Randle, who's like a good two or three on a really good team. So yeah, I... uh, Yeah, it's an interesting signing. I'm not totally against it. It is, you know, at at some point in time, what could they do? And it's just... 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. We we don't know. Yeah, the Knicks. And, Knicks are the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I, like I said, I just totally agree with that because we're just mm-hmm. they're they're trying to figure out who they are. And I yes. mean, you took R.J. Barrett with the second pick of the draft right after Zion. I understand you thought Zion might go to you, but he didn't. You know what I mean? So the Pelicans they lucked up in the draft. They got Zion, and you got R.J. Barrett. So, I mean, I don't really understand this. I mean, like, yeah, it gives you more offensive firepower, but this takes, this changes the way that your number two develops. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you took him second in the draft. I mean, he has to develop still. He hasn't gotten that chance yet. And now you're bringing in a whole another star who's going to be ball dominant, who's going to stop the ball from getting into his hands, unless mm-hmm. it might be, you know, you know, he's not bringing the ball up. He's not watching the defense set up or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah, so I just don't really, really know what to think about that, though, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't really know what to think about it either. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's the next man. Who knows? It's it's a really interesting team. We'll really have to find out what happens during the season. I wouldn't be surprised if they regress from the four seed, in my opinion. So, <clears throat> so yeah, let's... Uh, I feel like we're beating around the bush. <laughs> of course. Let's talk about the Lakers. <laughs> of course. Of course. Please talk about the Lakers because I have a lot to say. You know, I, I'm thinking you're going to be so surprised by what I have to say that I want to hear what you say first. Because I I think you're going to be surprised. Let's just say you're going to be surprised. I am very confused with the Lakers. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, I understand the... At first, I didn't really quite understand the Malik... I mean, the Malik Monk, um, you know, signing. I didn't understand that at first. I really still trying to understand the mellow signing. Like I get it, but then I don't get it at the same time. I mean, like for the simple fact that you traded away everything for Russ, literally your entire mm-hmm. team, you had no shooters. Your only yes. shooter on your team is Carmel Anthony. Yes, he was doing well last year coming off the bench, but he's about to be a starter. So now he's going to change the dynamic of the team. You added Malik Monk to that. I mean, he was doing well as well last year, you know, for the Hornets and, you know, giving him, you know, critical minutes off the bench. I can I can agree with that. But your team has gotten older. This is a young man's league now for some reason. You like, okay, if you have Russell Westbrook, he's like 33, right? But he's still fast break, full steam ahead. The only person who can keep up with him, in my opinion, is LeBron James. Okay, the rest of these people are going to be, like, kind of jogging up the court. I mean, you can't have a – I mean, I just don't see how it works. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope I'm making sense because it's just – I just don't see how it works because it just kind of throws me for a loop because I was hoping that they would try to get not necessarily younger. I understand that, you know, go Russ, you know what I mean, that's your best available point guard at the time. Please, you know, that's fine. But you need it because LeBron and Russ, they both are very two very ball dominant players for one. 15th mm-hmm. and ninth in the usage. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You can already guess they Russ was ninth. LeBron was 15th besides the points. They are drive and kick players. So mm-hmm. when they're on the court, especially when they're both on the court, now everybody turns into a spot-up shooter because they're only their their main weapon is the fact that they can attack and draw the defense, space the floor for shooters. There's no shooters on the floor. The only shooter you have is is Melo. Malik Monk might be able to knock down a couple of them. Okay, Taylor Horn Tucker, that's iffy. But if you were LeBron with the ball, now you turn Russ into a spot-up shooter, and that's where you fail because he is not a shooter at all. He could do mid-range, but, you, but you're looking for the three. Look at how LeBron was able to be successful in Cleveland. He surrounded himself with shooters. You had Kyrie, mm-hmm. you could pass to. You had Kevin Love, you could pass to. You had J.R. Smith, you could pass to. You had Iman Shepard, who was sometimes making shots. I mean, these are shooters surrounded by it, – it per, worked perfectly for him because he was able to drive the lane, draw the attention. Oh, my God, LeBron's going to the lane. He's going to dunk on us. Wait a second. Kyrie's open. Pass mm-hmm. in the corner. Wait a second. J.R.'s open. Crazy shot in the corner. It's, it's always going to happen. Now, who is he passing to? It, it, it really, like, diminishes – what I'm going to say, like, kind of like what he's really good at because he can't, he can't do it. And then it kind of makes Russ look bad now because now his main deficiency is on display now, because just like in, in Houston, he couldn't hit shots. He couldn't hit shots. And that was the main reason. Now you put him with the one person in the entire NBA that needs shooters with a non-shooter. He does the mm. exact same thing as LeBron. The exact same thing. Only thing is that LeBron will hit a three every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You can't count on Russ to do that. He's going to be a mid-range assassin like LeBron. LeBron's a mid-range assassin. He's, they're both driving kick players, but with nobody to drive and kick to. I mean, Mel's going to have an outrageous number of shots a game, and he's a ball stopper. So now that slows the offense down. Russ can't be as effective as he wants to because he's full steam ahead at all times. The ball has slowed down. As soon as it enters Carmelo's end, the the ball's not coming back out. It's either going in or it's going the other way. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, LeBron was like, you know, who's to stop talking about all the people's old and this and that. Don't just keep that same energy when when it starts. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna listen to you, King. But I show me how it works because I haven't seen it yet. In my mind, on paper, you guys don't look like the best team. Sorry. I'm listening. All right. Oh, baby. Ugh. You and I are yin and yang today. <laughs> First things first, I would like to say something. I'm listening. I personally think Rob Palinka might be one of the greatest GMs to basketball. Are you serious? Yo, don't, yeah, yeah. He came out of this team without AD. He turned young guys into Anthony Davis. Great. He did the next season. <laughs> he did the next season. He goes to the offseason. He builds the team that wins the NBA championship. Good team. Right? Goes in the next season. 
still tries to put the shooters around him, still tries to do everything he can, puts in Morris, brings in good wing players, you know, does his best. They couldn't do much with the, that team, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he somehow flips a guy you and I hate, <laughs> a guy that drops zero points in the playoffs multiple times, and a guy who didn't play in the playoffs and a first-round draft pick that was in the 22nd pick of the draft for Russell Westbrook. First things first, I don't know what the Washington Wizards are smoking, but Bradley <laughs> Beal doesn't want to stay there. They trade you think that KCP Coos and Montrez Harrell's going to sell to Bradley Beal that we're going to really become a contender, boys? Yeah. No, you got worse, way worse. They're smoking weed. <laughs> Take off the weed. <laughs> and they added a forward. Like, they literally drafted Danny Ottavia. Their last two drafts have been Danny Ottavia. Was like the fourth or fifth pick, and mm-hmm. Rui Hachimura. They have two Fords. That's our two young prospects. You added Kuzma, so Ford. Yeah. All right, Chris. I told you, Yigunang. Yeah. First things first. There's a chance that AD and the playoffs will be the five, which is going to open up more room for shooters. Mm-hmm. But if it's not that, Marcus might be the most important player that people are sleeping. The man shot 41% for the three-point line last year. The man's a seven-footer. The man has high basketball defensive IQ. So if they need shooting, they can have it from a position that you wouldn't have expected shooting from, right? And if it's like, oh, that's not working, we have Dwight Howard to be athletic, right? All right, Chris. I am amazed at what they've done. Okay. I'm amazed. I'm amazed too. Wayne Ellington shoots 42% from three-point line. Kendrick Nunn is not a great traditional point guard at getting assists. Kendrick Nunn shoots off the ball 38% for three. Kendrick Nunn is a solid, great pairing with LeBron James as a bucket getter. Malik Monk has a good three-point shooting percentage. They added Trevor Ariza, who is slept on, because if they do go Anthony Davis at the five, it'll probably be LeBron, Trevor Ariza, not Melo. And then it'll be, I don't know, either Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn. It's not going to be Taylor Horton Tucker, mm-hmm. right? Unless he greatly improves three-point percentage because they do need a two-guard that can shoot, right? Yeah. But, you know, adding Mello after that, I'm going to break it all down for you guys. This is why I love what they have done so much, and I'm very high on them. I'm going to say something that's going to blow Chris's socks off. First things first, you're getting 48 minutes of hell. What I mean by that is it's going to be when LeBron's off the court, it's Russell Westbrook. Mm. Everybody knows in the playoffs when LeBron comes off the floor, the team sucks. Yeah. You're literally going into this exact same dilemma of I have a guy that at any point in time can get to that basket 
It, they have two of the top five players ever all time at getting to the basket and fighting shooters at the perimeter on the same team. So it's going to be 48 minutes of hell, and they have plenty of shooters with the rest of the team. Trevor Reza can shoot. Melo can shoot. Like everybody that they added other than Taylor Horton Tucker, who they added because they can go in the luxury checks to sign him, mm-hmm. right? Because he's one of the returning guys. It's not like he's going to be their starting two next year. Yeah. Um, so it's here's what they've done. And I'm surprised nobody sees this. They're building to beat the Nets, Chris. They have something that I did not think anybody was going to be able to do. Because if you have one physical force like Giannis, it can be beaten by the yeah. Nets. Two physical forces of nature, you know, it's you're going to have an advantage against the Nets, but three, you do know that they're small over there, right? Yeah. Kyrie's thin. James Harden can't guard a door. <laughs> Kevin Durant is the best defender over there for the Nets. Their center is thin, yeah. right? Claxton, he's very thin. Blake Griffin, dear God, he's not going to block Anthony Davis. He's not scaring anybody at the rim, Mm-mm. right? They have a flaw. The Nets have a flaw. They are highly skilled perimeter team, but an extremely physically dominant team can be the yin to their yang mm. can attack them the because and you added trevor reza 6-9 dwight howard 6-10 an athletic physically dominant guy mellow has always been a bigger guy russell westbrook's a bigger guard tht's got a seven foot one wingspan LeBron James is LeBron James and Anthony Davis is the X factor because Anthony Davis creates matchup problems for the Nets that they cannot solve because if they, if they do anything, uh, let's say they put out a center and the center matches Marcus Saul or Dwight Howard, who's guarding Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin. He's too short. Kevin Durant. Okay. Who's guarding LeBron. They are the intro. They are the perfect answer to the Nets positionally because they don't have positions that the Nets have that they're great at. What I mean by that is nobody's ever going to beat the Nets at having, we have great guards. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the Warriors do. They're never going to beat the Nets because Steph Curry plus Clay Thompson or even Bradley Beal doesn't beat James Harden Kyrie with KD. Right? Mm-hmm. But you have an extremely gifted forward talent with another guard who's going to destroy the rim. They are the yin to their yang. They are an extremely physically dominant team. They're not going to push pace. They are older, but they're going to win with basketball IQ. They're going to win with slower pace. They're going to win with defensive mindset. When you have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, they all draw fouls, slower the game, more breaks for these older guys. Mm -hmm. They they're gonna when they have this match talent on one team, they can sleepwalk and get a four seed. Yeah. Right. So, in my opinion, I know this is sounding crazy, but as of right now, I am saying the Lakers are the best team in the NBA because they have so many guys that are not just three point shooters, 
but can also create off the dribble, right? Kendrick Nunn can do that. Malik Monk can do that. <clears throat> Carmelo Anthony can do that, right? Russell yeah. Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. It is a beautifully built basketball team. team people are sleeping on how good Trevor Ariza is. If you watched the Miami Heat last year, he was a valuable piece, started for them. He is extremely valuable, extremely underrated 3D guy. They have size that is going to negate small ball because they can still guard small ball, but you can't guard them. Nobody can match up at AD at the four, right? So they, I think they'll have enough shooting. Um, And it's just, in my opinion, they're so physically dominant that in my opinion right now it is 51% 49% it's really close because I like what the Nets have done they've done a good job signing free agents but as of right now I'm saying Lakers are the favorites yes I, I think their physical dominance is the only answer to the Nets and I think that it took a team built like this. That's why I'm saying Rob Palenka, in my opinion, might be the greatest GM in the league because only a team built like this can beat the Nets. You couldn't have walked in here with Buddy Heald and AD and LeBron had a chance. So my my opinion, I've been thinking about this for a minute. Mm. Lakers are my favorites. I see what you're saying. I definitely can see what you're saying. <clears throat> but I'm just saying, like, these other teams are just going to just run them ragged. I mean, like, yeah, you're going to be physically dominant, but you don't have youth. Oh. You don't have any youth. Mm-hmm. You don't have any youth. That's, like, that's a problem for me. Because, I mean, like, all these guys, they, they sign, like, one-year deals. That means that they're going to be mm-hmm. – they, they, they're here for a ring and they're gone. What you going to do next yeah. year? You, yeah. don't have, you don't have a future. Yeah, I well, it, the only thing I would say to that is we all know playoffs is less than a fast break. Every round, the physical team is more rewarded. Mm-hmm. So in the NBA finals, the most physical team is more rewarded. And an X factor here is the rule changes on the freedom of movement for scoring for basketball players. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? Them changing it from like, you know, the freedom of movements being taken away, all the foul hunting from offensive players. Oh, my God. James Harden's about to be average. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect those guards who – and then all the Blakers have is physically dominant guys. Yeah. They don't have anybody that's trying to use the freedom of movement to draw fouls, okay? They're drawing fouls because they're trying to dunk on your head. Yeah. I think I think it's a perfect combination if the rule changes really go and yeah I, I'm feeling it in my bones Chris Lakers Lakers and seven and we get the greatest NBA dude dude this is in my opinion there is never since Magic and Bird mm-hmm. those peak teams with tiny Archibald. Dennis Johnson, Kevin McKeel, Robert Paris, Danny Ainge, Bill Walton, Bob McAdoo, Clay Thompson's dad, James Worthy, Kareem Magic, Michael Cooper. Those teams 
percentage wise from what the league was had so much talent on those teams that they were so extremely dominant that the NBA finals were ridiculous, right? Because they were so evenly matched and, but at the same point in time, they were yin and yang mm-hmm. because Boston Celtics had Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Larry Bird, more post play half court style of basketball. And the Lakers were Lakers were like up and down. We still have cream, but it's magic push and pace and all that stuff. The Nets and the Lakers are like that. This is going to be, I, I pray to God that everybody's healthy. Right. And we get the greatest NBA finals with our own eyes that we may have ever seen or may ever see because the super teams here are on a different level. Like these are two teams that could be considered top 10 all time teams. Right. It's special. It's a special grouping of talent here, in my opinion. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what happens here. I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm not gonna judge it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit worried on it, but I'm not gonna judge it. Judge it. I'll. We'll see the first game. Yes, sir. It's gonna be a fun season too. It's gonna be like, oh my gosh, because everybody wants to see what the Lakers are gonna be like. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's musty TV. The Nets are musty TV. Like, bro, we got some other teams on this. <sighs> Do you have anything else on that? No, no, I'm the Lakers. I said I'm just gonna do we're gonna see that first game. Mm-hmm. I think you're next. I think I went Lakers. I think you're you're next. Any signing, any team, anything. No, I went. I, I went Lakers. I mean, you said Lakers and I talked about it. So I guess I guess it would be my turn. Um, what about Kyle Lowry's for the Miami Heat? Ooh, that's an, a really interesting one. No, I like this. I like this because I feel like he fits that kind of mold the Miami Heat is trying to like create. Like they're a defensive kind of rough riding, they can score, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More a defensive minded identity. I mean, Kyle Lowry is known for he's like, in my opinion, and this may not be like the best comparison, but he's like an elite version of Marcus Smart, in my opinion. Because he plays mm-hmm. defense, he's not afraid to get dirty. He's going to take that charge, but he can also shoot a lot better and score a lot better than Marcus Markin. And he's yeah. like perfect for that team because he fits that identity that they're trying to create. And he can also play, mm-hmm. make, and create for others and create for himself. So it makes mm-hmm. it it makes it better. I mean, like yeah, you you you. I mean, I'm not sure if they got rid of Dragic yet or if they're going to, or if they just don't put him on the bench that can come off the bench, however that may go. Oh, he was in the sign and trade. He's in the sign and trade. To the Raptors. He went yeah, to the Raptors. Went to the Raptors. Okay. Because yeah, I wasn't completely sure on that part. I just saw that Lowry went to the Heat. But yeah, so now you have, you know, Lowry who's going to start next to Jimmy Butler, you know what I mean? And then they're going to create chemistry. Then you have these shooters. And it's going to, they're really, the Heat are something to watch out for. They're not going to be like a top three team, but the East is definitely getting stronger. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, Kyle Lowry is really good fit there. They do need more guys that can create off the dribble there and score. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what they've done. They stick to their culture. PJ Tucker, uh, the mo- one of the Morris twins who's at the Lakers, is going there too. So he's going to help with that wing position. Right? Yeah. Um. So at the four, they like to have a small ball wing four. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, in my opinion, I think that they're capped. At 
Eastern Conference Finals at best. I think they don't make it, but I think it's all built. The, the question is Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is the guy with the high upside. Mm-hmm. Who is Tyler Hero? What is Tyler Hero going to be next year? That decides if they're an Eastern Conference Finals team or not. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he is he because if he's pushing up to 18, 19 points per game, they could push, right? <laughs> but if it's like what he's been last year, then it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell with what he's going to be in the future. Um, I still think they have a long-term problem that's giving Duncan Robinson $90 million, which, Jesus Christ, got paid $90 million. Duncan that, Robinson got paid. Yeah, that is crazy. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Tyler here, I like what they've done, too, because they had too many guards, so they kind of let Victor Odipa go. They let Kendrick Nunn go, let Gorn Dragic go, and made it simpler and more knowing of who the rotation is and who's their starters and everybody's roles. I think it makes a lot of smoother and I think they will be a better team next year. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It, I like what they've done. You know, I, I appreciate a team getting better. So yeah, they, they have a feel of like an early two thousands team to kind of remind me of the Detroit Pistons. The Chauncey I would say that. Team. Yeah, I would agree. You're totally right about the Tyler Hero thing. It's definitely like now because you've seen what Tyler Hero was able to accomplish in the bubble and then what he was able mm-hmm. to do last year and compare the two, mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out who is Tyler Hero and he's trying to figure yes. out who he is as well. Because if mm-hmm. bubble Tyler Hero show up, then they're at an Easter Conference Finals team. Yes. If last year Tyler Hero show up, they might not even make it to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, playoffs, maybe first round, second round, yeah, but not the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. You know what I mean? I'm, just, yeah. I'm yes. overstating. Yes. I'm being funny. Um, yes. But, you know, like, because we saw something, because I wasn't completely sold on Tyler Hero at all. Like, I was like, okay, like, I watched him a little bit in high school, a little college, and I was like, okay, it might be. It's kind of weird. I'm not really liking his game so much. Then he came to the NBA. COVID happened. He, it translated, and he started dropping buckets. I was like, oh, wait a second. This is the guy to watch. And then he just mm-hmm. slowly faded into the sunset. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, so where's this guy we were seeing? Was this a fluke? Was, we not, was this not who you really are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Go ahead, Jay. All right, so, all right, my turn. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the Utah Jazz. Okay, I like that. Um, I honestly think that they think that they're a different team than what they are. They keep on trying to add little pieces, like a team that has... The Denver Nuggets. Oh, we have Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Drew. Do we just need to sign a couple of role guys to fit in and do some stuff? And you know, we're gonna spice up the team and maybe that'll get us there. Mm-hmm. You have Donovan Mitchell, a center who's way overpaid, right? And you know, you need to bring in chase some young talent to entice Donovan Mitchell. It is code red in Utah, in my opinion. 
Donovan Mitchell is on borrow time right now. Mm-hmm. I really feel like we both are in unison on this, that we really have a feel that he's eventually going to be gone. Um, so re-signing Mike Conley, I've loved the guy for a while, but he's getting paid $24 million a year. Yeah. Come on, I mean, dude. Mm-hmm. He, and then they paid Rudy Gay like $6 million a year. I mean, yeah, I understand... Um, I, I'm blinking on his name. Oh, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, you man. have Rudy Gobert. You want to have a center that's behind him. That's like that. I can under, I get behind that if that's your the way you're building your team. But in my opinion, I would have put all that money, taken it all away, and beaten out the Atlanta Hawks for John Collins. Yeah. I would I would have paid him 135. I would have overpaid for John Collins. Need somebody that has some sort of upside and some sort of youth to inf- you need some guy that has spunk, offensive scoring ability, upside. They needed somebody like that, right? He fits the age timeline with Donovan Mitchell, and you could have just depleted your resources. I mean, dude. Why do you need another guard when Donovan Mitchell's your b- volume scorer at the guard position? Like, mm-hmm. Why are you paying Mike Conley $26 million a year to basically stand in the corner and shoot threes? Yeah. Like you pay Joe Ingles to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that, his role is not what he does, right? Yeah. The reason what you're paying to be is not what he actually does within your offense. So, dear God, why are you doing that? Right. I just. I would have I would have overpaid John Collins and got him right, and it started to build there. In my opinion, um, yeah, I don't really like what they did. Yeah, I'm being completely frank. I do not like it. Yeah, Utah Jazz. So Utah, in- are you? I didn't want to cut you off. Are you finished? No, that, that was it. That was it. You're good. Utah's on hamster wheel. They're going around and around and around in a circle. Mm-hmm. They're feeding. They're feeding Donovan Mitchell is the hamster. Mm-hmm. Esau is the hamster wheel. They're feeding him little crumbs and got him a little water, whatever. Yes, yes. But he feels trapped because he is trapped. Now hear this. Yes, it's only because this team believes they are better than what they are. I totally Max. agree with you. Why do you keep adding role players like you have everything when you had absolutely nothing? Your team has not <laughs> changed. You look exactly the same for the past yes. couple years since you got down Mitchell. Even before that, you yes. had the same personnel. You have not changed. <laughs> you have not grown. You have not evolved. Your best mm-hmm. sign this year was Eric Pascal. That was the best thing you could do. <laughs> yes. That was literally, you need a number two star. Donovan Mitchell is not yes. Michael Jordan. He's not LeBron James. No. He's not Kevin no. Durant. He can't no. do it by himself. He has proven no. this. No shade yes. to him. He's a phenomenal player. Facts. Phenomenal. No shade to him at all. We love Donovan Mitchell. But this team mm-hmm. has not got it yet. It has not got in here. It has not went mm-hmm. through their skull that they are yes. not as good as they think they are. They are a regular mm-hmm. season team. They are not ready mm-hmm. for the playoffs. It has been proven. The only reason they made it that yes. far in the playoffs was because of the injuries. If not, they would have been outweighed earlier. Yes. Bro, if the Warriors would have actually been the eight seed. They can't beat the Warriors. Nah, nah. And the Warriors had only Curry. Yeah, they wouldn't have beaten them. 
No. I mean, Curry, Wiggins, not Draymond. No. No. Yeah. That would have been bad. That would have been. Everybody like, oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They are taking overachieving as normal Regular achievement. Season. As normal achievement. Yes. They are yes. overachieving, and they're taking it as we are a good team, when actually mm-hmm. you aren't. You're not a good mm-hmm. team. I'm sorry. As as currently constructed, you are not a championship contender. You will continuously win. You will continuously take maybe one, two, maybe three seed in the West, possibly mm-hmm. maybe four or five. You will continuously do that and sneak into the playoffs and then lose. You will not make it any yes. further. Yes, facts. It's so facts. You don't yeah. understand that you haven't. They haven't gotten through because they keep winning. It hasn't set on them that. Wait a second. I keep seeing the same faces every year. And that's why we mm. keep getting the same result. Until you change the personnel, you're going to keep getting the same result. Because mm. nobody's getting better. They're just growing yes. old together. <laughs> They're like an old married couple just growing exactly. old together. Just growing old together. <laughs> why? Oh I mean, like, you're not, you're not trying to change nothing. You, everything is exactly the same. And so you continuously get the same result. That's facts. That's so I, facts. I mean, you have to add something. Something. Mm-hmm. Something. Something has to change. There needs to be a number two star there, period. Mm-hmm. That's on period. Yeah. I mean, because listen, you can you say all you want. Giannis did not do it by himself. He was the nope. de facto star, but he had Chris Middleton and he had Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. And then he had role players. I mean, you can't be one star versus two to three stars. That's what the NBA has become. Three to two star teams. Yes. You can't be one star versus three to two stars. I mean, two to three stars. Yeah. It just doesn't match up well. Because the rest of you, because you may match yes. up against one of their stars, but the rest of the team don't match up against any of them. Yes. Your second best player is Joe Ingles. <laughs> <laughs> it might be poked on. It might be Bondanovich. Or yeah, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah. So bad. It's so 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 bad. So bad. You gotta do better. Um okay. So my next one, and I hope that they do something within this week and possibly for free agency is over. And that's the 76ers. Oh, wow. Okay. They made some moves, questionably. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is they still have yet or have been able to sell Ben Simmons. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys have heard me say this before, but they have ruined their own chances to get anything worth value from Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I've yes. said this in a previous one. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but I said this previously that the first sign of trouble with Ben Simmons, you should have packaged him and sent him off. And then you would have yeah. got so much more back. Now he mm-hmm. has dropped his own trade value. Your mm-hmm. franchise, who is Ben who is Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. does not like Ben Simmons anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have to get him out. The city of Philadelphia yes. does not believe in Ben Simmons anymore. They're done trusting the process. They don't believe in it. 
The process never existed in their eyes. You have mm. to get rid of him, but now he has dropped his own trade value. Now, yes, nobody believes he can do anything for their team mm-hmm. because they know how to beat Ben Simmons. Hack a Ben. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, is that work ethic or is that just, you know, maybe it's a mental Bro, thing? His, Who knows? His work ethic needs to be questioned. Needs to be questioned. It's ridiculous. It really does. 100% agree with you. I mean, although you, I mean, like, you've made some, I mean, but you got Andre Drummond. I mean, Ben, I mean, Dylan and B used to bully Andre Drummond. Do you think that's okay? I mean, I don't know. Like, mm. did you, did you, did you really truly get better? And <clears throat> you didn't, you, I, I don't know. You, you have to, you're going to miss out and you're going to be stuck with Ben Simmons. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. They they need to find, they need to lower their expectations of what they expect back. You're not going to get a James Harden level trade for Ben Simmons. Not anymore. No, that's ridiculous. No, everybody sees his flaws and everybody sees the red flags of he's not a great worker. He hasn't improved at all since he's gotten in the league except on the defensive end of the floor. So why would we take a chance here? You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I can I couldn't agree with you more, man. I feel like they're just dragging their feet through the mud. Yeah. <clears throat> On to you, my guy. All right. Well, this is nice that you brought this up because I think another team's dragging their feet through the mud. The Washington Wizards. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the now, Boston Celtics. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe them too. Um Washington Wizards, I like Spencer Deadwoodley. You know, sign a trade for Spencer Deadwoodley. I get it. He's a good player. I like him. He is he is a, a solid starting point guard in the league. Not going to write anything home about it, but, you know, he's a good player. Uh, he got drafted by the Cavs, interestingly enough. So did Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. Both, let them both go when they were trying to win championships. Yeah. But let's 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 just get to the problem here. For some deluded reason, they think that they can try to persuade Bradley Beal to stay. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a free agent next year, Chris. What happens at the trade deadline when a free agent says that he doesn't want to stay that has high value like Bradley Beal? What happens? Are you asking? Yes. <clears throat> when a high value free agent like Bradley Bill says he doesn't want to stay at the trade deadline. Yes, and he's coming up to end the free agency at the end of that season, because not this year, but at the end of this upcoming basketball season, he's a free agent. Well, it's, it depends on their relationship with the team, though. In my opinion, with that, because if they are, if they like the team and they want to give back, then they'll allow themselves to be traded. Otherwise, in most positions. They have all the power because they want to be traded and their free agency is coming up. So they'll hold off and the team won't get anything back. They'll just leave a free agency. Mm-hmm. But they usually do get traded, right? Mm-hmm. In most cases. So, yeah. So, I think the Warriors playing a little bit of a game of chicken with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. I think that 
the Wizards at the trade deadline, if they don't deal Beal, they're gonna they're delusional, mm-hmm. and they're gonna get to the trade deadline. And Brad Beal's like, "There's no way in hell I'm coming back to this team that's gonna have a number one draft pick when I leave." <laughs> okay, yeah. they're gonna trade them, and it's gonna be less value, mm-hmm. right? You never get as much value as you would get now if you trade him before the trade deadline. Every team in the NBA knows where he knows he wants to get traded. It's going to be the Warriors, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Warriors have young assets. The Warriors have Andrew Wiggins to send over and make the contract work, right? But it may only just be Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Like you might not even get young assets at that point in time because your leverage is going to be so low. So I would, I'd say the wizards are really making a terrible mistake. Again, they might be the most, the worst run franchise in basketball. It's, it's close between them and the Timberwolves. So yeah, the wizards, man, the wizards suck at what they do. They just don't. I mean, even the Russell Westbrook trade, you're telling me you couldn't have gotten more than Kuz long-term and a, a 22nd pick, first pick and draft for Russell Westbrook. What's funny about that trade, and I'm glad you brought that you brought that up, it was I thought, I'm pretty sure the rest of us thought as well that there was no way, yes, that Lakers could put a package together to get Russ. Uh-huh. Yes, Ain't nobody on that team had enough trade value to do so. Yes, yes. but the Wizards are like, let's just take <laughs> these three and we're going to move Russ, even though they mesh well together and all you need to do is uh, just put other pieces around them and they maybe you could create a contender. They don't know basketball there, evidently. <laughs> they proved that one. <laughs> now you have Bill, who's probably going to end up at the Warriors and he, hopefully they might get something back. Because we were saying this before, like if you go send one, you gotta send the other because there is no reason yes. for him to stay anymore. Yes, yes, yes. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, they they have the Warriors have them by the balls every day that they wait. Yep. So, yeah, that's my my team. So I'm gonna bounce the ball, bounce it back to you. you know, it's a basketball podcast. I'll give you a nice bounce pass. Fundamentals, he sound. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Before I get into like the team that everybody wants to talk about, which is the Chicago Bulls, I'm uh-huh. going to talk about the Boston Celtics. Oh, okay. Boston Celtics they do? haven't done a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the problem. Yeah, I was like, wait, they haven't really done. I was like, oh, okay, that's the point. Okay, got it. <laughs> that's the problem. They're another uh-huh. 76ers esque team who's like uh-huh. kind of sort of getting there. They add in little pieces here and there. They haven't done mm. anything this free agency. I haven't seen not one person go to the Boston Celtics yeah. or the Boston Celtics right. draft anything. They've done nothing. Yes. So you know what yes. they're going to look like next year? The exact same. <laughs> Have you not learned? <laughs> I guess not. Light hasn't dawned on Marblehead. You need to get it together here. Oh my gosh. Jalen Brown. be more right. And Jason Tatum don't work. <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. You yes. got yes. rid of Kemba, sent mm-hmm. him to OKC. I don't remember what you got back because it probably wasn't worth anything. Then. No. <laughs> now Moses you, Brown. <laughs> Al Harford. You don't have a guard. <laughs> except for the guard <laughs> that you drafted last year. 
and Marcus Smart. What? Yeah, you don't that guard have- position is not good. You missed out on. I mean, Lonzo got eighty-five million for sure. Yeah, you couldn't have. Oh, you're 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 so right. Your train you, of thought there, a hundred percent. You missed it. You missed it yes. completely. Like completely. Yes. You had opportunity yes. after opportunity after opportunity, mm-hmm. and you was like, you know what? We gonna stand pat. We just gonna be. We uh-huh. gonna we gonna we gonna stit here. We gonna watch everything unfold. Everybody, every all the other teams are getting better, but we gonna look exactly like last year. And things are going to be yes. a chance. What are you, the Utah Jazz? At least the Utah Jazz added a piece. Mm-hmm. You have nothing. Nothing to yes. show for free agency. Who's left? You actually lost something. You lost Evan Ford yet. <laughs> what do you have to show? 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 Mm-hmm. Let me know. What do you have to show? It's nothing. Okay. Nothing. Your team looks exactly the same. Except for the fact that you don't have Kimba anymore. And I mean, yes. like, yeah, the guard that you drafted last year is pretty good, but you is, yeah. missed the ball. All you had to do was pat. If you know basketball, you would have got Lonzo. Lonzo's a great fit in Boston. Beautiful. Like, masterclass. You get Lonzo because Chris Paul is staying with the Suns. If you could get Chris Paul, you take Chris Paul, but you can't get Chris Paul. So you get Lonzo, and he makes your team better. That's an upgrade. Yes. A hundred percent. He went for 85 million. That's cheap. You couldn't have paid more than that. Oh, yeah. Give him 86. (laughs) Bro, you just, (laughs) you were paying Kemba Walker $36 million. Lazo Ball for 21. That doesn't sound good to me. Like, what is going on? (laughs) It's like, what? Okay. I don't know, maybe, you know, Kevin McHale, you know what I mean, got something up his sleeve in the draft. <laughs> he watches somebody next year. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he knows something we don't. I don't know. Oh. But as of right now, I don't see it, and I am very upset. <laughs> yeah. I'm upset. Because you were there last year and the year before, mm. and you haven't improved. Yes. So now you're going to now you're not even probably going to be a top five team in the East anymore because mm-hmm. the East has gotten so much better. What team are yeah. you better than? Dude, they're not a top four team, not yeah. even a top. I don't even know if they're top six. They're going to be seven or eight. Yeah, if that. Yeah. If that. Chicago getting better. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And that leads perfectly into that. Go ahead, Jay. You know what? Let's give a round of applause to Chicago. Office-wise, they have literally turned themselves in the matter of two years from a team that is always stuck in the lottery to a team that everybody is talking about now as an Eastern Conference championship contender. Yep. Right? Phenomenal job. World-class. They struck gold with Zach Levine. I loved what they did getting Vucevic. I loved them getting Lonzo. And the real shocker of free agency is DeMar DeRozan. Right? That is the shocker of free agency. DeMar DeRozan taking $28 million a year to go play for Chicago. 
mm-hmm. really cool. And even though such people might be like, oh, they're both two guards, both athletic, how are they going to fit well together? Chris, it's like a global ball because what do we talk about? Remember when I said, oh, Zach Levine's the next Michael Jordan because he's athletic like Mike and mm-hmm. ridiculously high potential. And you're like, bro, he doesn't have the mid-range scoring of Michael. It's the gap Zach Levine has. That is what DeMar DeRozan is phenomenal at. Exactly. Yes. DeMar DeRozan is the modern guard of I either shoot a three or finish at the rib. DeMar De- I mean, I was talking about Zach Levine. Uh-huh. And DeMar DeRozan is the exact opposite. So it's really perfect. It really does fit so well. Vucevic is going to be a nice fit. Lonzo Ball is going to... It's just, it really, it really does fit extremely well. I'm extremely excited to see how this works for them. Uh, Zach Levine's going to be a superstar. I'm going to say it right now. Chris and I have been on the Zach Levine train for a long time time mm-hmm. i know a lot of you guys are going to start to really see him next year right you know we had him on our all nba team this guy is extremely special we both love the guy want to call this before everybody just jumps to it because this guy is ridiculous right <clears throat> for sure so, yeah a hundred percent i'd love what they've done here patrick williams is going to be a nice defensive guy uh, he was drafted about two years ago, six eight, six nine, really built. He's gonna, he's not gonna be a great three point shooter, but he can play defense. So he's gonna be really good small ball, like four, mm-hmm. right? So I, I really love what they've done here. Um, it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do. I don't think they're gonna be able to beat the Nets, but I think, I think they'll probably get there. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think it'll be Eastern Conference finals. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, how the 76ers going to beat them? I don't, I don't see that. I don't see the Bucks beating them. And I know they just won the NBA championship, but, yeah. you know, that'd be a great series between those two. Those teams would be really, really close. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what the Bulls do, man. And I'm extremely happy that a team is going for it like them. And, uh, you know, great for the city of Chicago. You know, they've always been a good basketball town. So mm-hmm. I love what they've done there, Chris. So, yeah, I'm going to let you let you talk about it because I know you have some stuff. Yeah, I, I'm all in on these trades. Lonzo mm-hmm. and DeRozan to the Bulls with Zach Levine and Vucevic. You know what you just created there? I mean, you just created a high-powered offense in Chicago again. They're going to be running up and down the floor, pushing pace, scoring at a high clip, and Lonzo Mm -hmm. is going to defend at a high clip, and then you also have Patrick Williams who's going to defend at a high clip. Now you have your team. You've done it, Chicago. Finally, you figured it out. You were patient. Everybody else was laughing at you, and you was like, watch this. Hold my beer. Lonzo, oh, <laughs> wait a second. Here, I got another beer in my hand. Hold this one, too. DeRozan. Wow. Uh-huh. Clap, yes. please. Yes, yes. And innovation. You get a round of applause, mm-hmm. Chicago. You have done it. Yes. Now you are, once again, in the running. Since you have lost Derrick Rose in his prime, since you no longer have Jimmy Bowie, you are now back in the conversation in the East. You have yeah. done it. 
you have done it. And they haven't even played a game yet. Just pure off of what they were able to accomplish yes. in their career thus far, you are back in the conversation. You are a possible Eastern Conference Finals champion. Yeah. Without I also forgot. Game. Yeah. I also forgot Alex Caruso. Yeah, Alex Caruso, is, defensive. Yeah, it's a good backup system. point guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's coming to I think I think a perfect veteran for this team that's out there still in free agency who's going to be cheap, and I still think they need another wing defender, Andre Iguodala. I feel like adding him would be really good for them to have a veteran presence and an NBA champion, right? Somebody who could also defend the wing. They need, mm-hmm. they, need they need another guy that can defend the wing other than Patrick Williams. So I feel like they could probably bring him in on some veteran minimum contract or something like that. I would, I would definitely say Andre Iguodala is the guy that I would try my best to pitch to go get. I think, I think that's that's the guy that really gives them their veteran presence because they do have a lot of young guys, mm-hmm. right? Young guys usually don't do as well in the playoffs the first time around. Even though I feel like Trey Young might have dis- dispelled that theory, them and the Atlanta Hawks down there. So yeah, it's gonna be so much fun to watch, man. It really is. So. I can't wait to see everything that happens. Yeah. The Chicago Bulls are must see TV again. Oh, honestly, yeah. It's going to be yes. great. It's going to yes. be great. It's, yes. As a basketball fan, you're going to love that. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. All right. The ball is in your court, Chris. Your next team. Who are you talking about? Oh. Next thing, next team, next anything. I'm thinking. I don't really want to talk about Milwaukee because they haven't really done much. Nothing. Yeah, they only lost PJ Tucker. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. The Pelicans. I think they're kind of. On a downward trend. Yes. 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 I mean, first you didn't do what I thought you should have done during the draft. You picked up mm-hmm. you picked up your future, but I mean like you already have Zion, so that's your future. You have BI, that's your future. They're still young, they're not old yet. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Those are the people you're doubling down on. Those are the people you want to you know, build around so you can win your championship. This is your nucleus, your championship nucleus that you're building. You mm. didn't you didn't pick correctly in the draft in order to strengthen that nucleus. You kind of diminished the nucleus. And then you also get rid yes. of Lonzo. Now yes. you're missing something because you don't mm. have Eric Bledsoe either because he went early. Mm. He went early, then you got rid of Lonzo. So now what do you do? And now you're looking like an unfinished product, like unfinished product now. Because it's getting late in free agency. Who are you expecting to pick up? Are they going to get Ben Simmons? They have the catch base for it. They have all these young players who are not on these big contracts. They could do it. But if you're not completely sold, that's going to happen. What did you do that for? Because now you don't, you, you are, you are, you have an empty slot at the guard position right now. Yeah. I mean, they did put Devontae Graham there in the sign trade. We're looking at 
it from two different spaces now. Because you added Devontae Graham, he's a scoring point guard. But you mm-hmm. have the people, you have the personnel in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williams who you want the ball in their hand. By having Devontae mm-hmm. Graham, if he's going to start, that takes the ball out of their hand. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. B.I. doesn't get as many touches anymore. Zion doesn't get as many touches anymore. Unless mm-hmm. you're going to structure your offense that way, but De- Devontae Graham wants to drop 20 to 30 points a night. Yes. <clears throat> yes. You let I honestly Lonzo. couldn't. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I honestly couldn't agree with you more. Um, I was just going to say that I think David Griffin is the most overrated GM at basketball. I think he's done a terrible job with the firing of coaches. He's done a terrible job drafting, right? Like you can't miss on Zion, right? Zion is Zion. You you get the number one pick, you choose Zion. It's not that complicated. You choose Trey Murphy, six nine small forward. When you have Bi and Zion, like what are you smoking, bro? And then you you let <coughs> you let. You let Lonzo Ball go, which you're trying to allude to. The only chance that this works is if B.I. or Zion becomes a point forward. Mm -hmm. That's the only chance. And then they just become these guys who initiate the offense for their career. And then this has a chance. Yeah, that's 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 projecting a lot. Right. So I couldn't agree with you more, man. So I'm I'm going to just pass the ball back to you. Let's see what else you have to say. You got rid of Lonzo, right? Which I was alluding Mm. to. Now your only chance right now because free agency is looking kind of slim now. I mean, who's left Mm. to go? You know, Kawhi's not going anywhere. He's trying Mm. to get a better contract. You know what I mean? And then like maybe you can kind of swindle the Warriors a little bit for something, but it's not going to be anything as it's not going to be anything that's going to be on the level of what Lonzo brought to that team. So now your yes. best bet is to try to swindle, which you probably can because the 76ers are not looking too good right now. They're trying to get mm-hmm. rid of Lon- swindle Lonzo away, but you might have to give up something more. I mean, not Lonzo. Ben Simmons away, but you might have to give up, give up more than what you would want to. Yes. Yes. So you're not in a good position because you didn't draft no. well. You, like, mm-hmm. from the beginning, it seemed like... <clears throat> I mean, yeah, there was free agency, but did you even attempt to try to get Lonzo back? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have paid him. You weren't willing. I mean, like, yeah, they offered him the better contract, but eighty-five million. They could have matched as a restricted free agent. They, they didn't want to. So why didn't you yeah. go through the draft and pick up his replacement before? Exactly. He left? Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, it was a guard-loaded draft. If you, yeah, you know what? That was stupid. Because I'm, I'm gonna look at this right now. NBA, I need, I need to make sure NBA draft, uh, picks order. Because they traded back, right? They traded back with the Memphis Grizzlies and got Vucevic, right? Uh, what you mean? Not Vucevic, Jonas Valachunas, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they did get, they did get Jonas Valachunas, yeah, mm-hmm. and Eric Bledsoe, or Eric Bledsoe was the Bledsoe, Grizzlies. Yes, and they got a future first. Yeah, which is the Grizzlies are going to be a playoff team, so mm-hmm. and that's not going to be anything. But here's here's what I'm going with this. 
this guard, this draft was loaded with guard talent. That's mm-hmm. where I'm going with this. I'm looking at it right now. The guards that were available then, like Trey Mann, you could have taken a shot on, Nashawn Bones Highland. But the real thing here is Davion Mitchell. You're ta- telling me you couldn't have traded it up one spot with the Kings to go get Davion Mitchell the way he fell. Davion mm-hmm. Mitchell would be a beautiful fit on this team. Mm-hmm. He plays defense, shot creation ability, and a good passer. It, it I mean, come on, man. This, I, I, this draft was loaded with point guards. And if you knew, you knew, like Chris is saying, that we're going to move on from Lonzo, dear God, why do you trade back? I don't get it at all. I, 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 I think they're tripping up there in, in New Orleans because, you know, a, a lot of teams face this problem. The Boston Celtics face this problem. When you have all those draft picks, a little too cute with them and thinking, oh, one of them, these guys are going to hit. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. if we draft enough guys, one of them will hit and one of them will become a star. No, you trade those picks for an asset, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just they're just not not doing anything and i just you know it's yeah i totally disagree with what they're doing down, down there man couldn't disagree more 100 percent. i completely agree with what you're saying it's just why yes. why if you knew it's it, like it, you yes. knew you were moving on because you know how you knew you were moving on because he was in all the trade rumors so in the trade block all year all yes. last year yes. he was on the trade block you knew you were eventually mm-hmm. moving on from him but instead yes. of making the move <clears throat> to set you up for the future, you let him go and get nothing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, couldn't agree more. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, yep. I would just resign him for that. At that point, I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not that much. I don't, I don't know what they're smoking, bro. They're they're crazy over there. Yeah. Alrighty. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. Do you? Yeah, I do. Dallas Mavericks. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. I do not like what they've done. Mm-hmm. Paying Tim Hardaway $18.5 million a year might sound good on the surface. Yeah. Right, paying Reggie Bullock. Let me bring this up right here. Ten million dollars a year for three years might sound good on the surface, but they have a problem that the Cavs used to have when they have LeBron. Mm-hmm. Luca Doncic keeps you out of the lottery. Yeah, he's lottery insurance. Right, you missed with KP, but you're paying KP max money. Right, everybody knows you want to move KP, so it's really hard for you to move KP. So they might not be able to move KP. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this is what the root of the problem is. They committed to Tim Hardaway and Alec Burks, and it worries me because they should have let the max slot be open every single year in free agency. They should always have a max slot because that's the only way that they are ever going to be able to bring a star to Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Because, dear God, you're telling me that a star doesn't want to play with Luca. There's a gazillion guys that could be open in the near future that could be good pairing with Luca. I mean, if Bradley Beal makes it the free agency, Luca, mm-hmm. you, you're telling you, you, they have they're running into a problem and they're handicapping what they can do as a team with adding next to Luca. That it, it, I I totally disagree with what they're doing. You know, it might sound good on the surface and it might make you better next year, but you don't maintain the flexibility to add a max, right? That's what they have to do. <clears throat> so I completely disagree with the, what they've done in free agency. I I don't think that they've done what's right, and I think that they should have let Tim Hardaway go. You know what I mean? And that they should have taken a couple extra losses next year for the keeping a max slot. Now, let me talk to you from the Dallas Mavericks perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'm going to go ahead. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do this. So, you think oh, we have a chance at getting Kawhi Leonard. That's what happened. They were, mm-hmm. you heard in the trade, in the, in the, in the trade rumor, in the, in the rumor mill. Dallas is trying to go after Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard basically says, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You have to pay somebody. You have to do something. So they, they took what they already had and they increased it. They just mm-hmm. gave them more money to make them want to stay. Mm-hmm. That's a business decision. Because you thought, because if not, they was, oh, they're letting them go immediately. I can get Kawhi. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to try to negotiate for more money. He's going to use his player option and things like that. He wants money. That's the only reason he decided not to sign. It's not that you're going to get him. Nobody's getting him. He's going back to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I agree with you, but I also see that it was a business decision because they thought they were going to be able to get Kawhi Leonard. And initially, they thought mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, we could pay him. He doesn't want our money. Mm-hmm. So they did what they had to do. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want their money because now he sold. Now we have the problem that we had that that was caused by the fact that Paul George was able to win without Kawhi Leonard in an injury, mm-hmm. in an injury written playoffs. Now he's yes, like, maybe just possibly uh-huh. we can do something. Mm-hmm. Now they're not willing to let it go as early as we thought, mm-hmm. because That's now true. everybody's now everybody's like, "Oh man, we got a chance here." Yeah. By the time Kawhi comes back, they're not going to be better than the Denver Nuggets, even if it's not the Lakers. Denver Nuggets two years down the road are going to be scary. Uh, yeah. So I can I I I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. Push it back to you. Let's see what you got next. Let's see if you have anything. Uh, where did the Sean Bones Highland go? He went to the Jazz. He went to the Jazz. Oh, okay, that's, that's a good. Actually, that's I mean, not, not a bad. Jazz. Not the Jazz. The mm-hmm. Nuggets. That's what I was thinking. He went to the Nuggets. I that's like the Nuggets. <clears throat> yes. The Nuggets have done it very quietly, but they have done it. They have drafted very well these past couple yes. drafts. Yes. First, you pick up 
right? Future All Star Michael Porter Jr. Probably, yeah. Let's put it out there. Because if yes. he turns into the player that we think he is, that we are seeing glimpses of, you have mm. your future secured. But not only that, you drafted really well. Because the following yes. draft, who you go get? Bobo. Yeah. That's your unicorn. <laughs> he mm. can bring the ball up the floor. He can dribble. He can shoot. He can facilitate, playmate, all that. He has all the necessities. Mm-hmm. That's your... Then you go ahead and this that's draft a project. That's like, a project. It's like Michael Porter Jr. Now you go pick up Nishan Bones Howard. Now you've mm-hmm. got your entire you have your big three for the future within your within your team already. Yes. When you already have like Jokic is young, Jamal yeah. Murray is young. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. And I really like they gave Will Barton a two-year deal. Which I really like the short. And then Jeff Green got a sh- short-term deal. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody knows that Michael Porter Jr. is eventually going to get paid, right? Yeah. Whenever he comes out, restricted free agency. I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards are like we'll give him the max, and then they'll have the match, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the way I'm thinking. It's probably going to go for him. So they probably know that. So um, I couldn't agree more with you, man. The Denver Nuggets are slept on, right? Yes. They have, they could be better than the Warriors next year, even if the Warriors added Beal yeah. and traded away Wiggins. Let's just say that it's it's, it's special what they have there. Um, every year they get better because they're a younger team, man. So I couldn't agree with you more. I share your appreciation for the Nuggets. You've you've definitely, I I can definitely say that Chris can always have the fact that he was early on the Nuggets. <laughs> I'd say you've been liking the Nuggets for the past three years. You were early. You were yeah. definitely early, and it's like you got into Bitcoin early. Honestly, right. that's what it's what it's like. That's what you, where you're at right now. So congratulations. Yeah, I always bet on the Nuggets. Yeah, you were talking about this much much previous to this podcast. This has been mm-hmm. a long time coming. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So. I have a few like smaller things to talk about. Yeah, I'm listening. Can we can we laugh at Dennis Schroeder? <laughs> of course. Can he go to China, Shanghai Sharks? The dude is like seventy billion. Uh, <laughs> you fucking thought. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the Shanghai Sharks will give him that. Maybe you can be over there with Jimmer for that. Gosh, like where is he gonna go, bro? Like, like where, where? Did you hear the rumors? They thinking that they might be able to switch Dennis Schroeder for Buddy Hill. I've heard stuff like that. I've also heard him for Eric Gordon. That's not bad. Yeah, I've heard. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens because the Lakers obviously want to get better. Yeah, but I mean, who wants him, right? For Sacramento is stupid enough to do it. <laughs> Sacramento, yes, they are. <laughs> you know what? You are right, Chris. They will stack Dennis Schroeder, Deer, Fox, uh, geez, uh, uh, Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're they are stupid enough. 
that is a realistic possibility because brain IQ is just low down there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. They they cannot be helped. They 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 are they're also top five worst NBA organizations in the league. Uh, they just got lucky with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. He needs to get out of there. Darren Fox, if you're listening to this podcast or rerun, leave. <laughs> Please run. 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 See they, you see what they did to Boogie. Please leave. Yes. <laughs> Ruined that man. Oh my gosh. They made him. Oh. Talk about underappreciated. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Do you have anything else or do you want me to keep on going on smaller things? Yeah, go ahead. Smaller things. I'll listen. San Antonio Spurs. What do they do? They paid Zach Collins like $7 million a year. They ponied up for Doug McDermott. Like, how do you not? Like, bro, you have no hope. None. There's no team more dead in the water with nobody on the roster that has eye upside like the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Bro, take a shot on John Collins. Take a sh- I mean, Jared Allen got overpaid, but take a shot on Jared Allen. Like, take a shot on one of these guys that, you know, maybe you could become or something. And I, I don't know, but don't stop taking guys that are role players and a future NBA championship team that doesn't have the players to take them to the NBA finals. Like they still are choosing players that the Lakers would want, right? Zach Collins, a big that could stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. Doug McTurnament, literally a shooter. Yeah. Like, wh- wh- what are they doing, bro? I I, I just, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really get it. Yeah. And then they draft Josh Primo. Yes. Who nobody knew. Yeah. Wasn't even in our big board top 30. No. That's how bad. That's how, that's, is it Jonathan that's Primo? I don't, I don't want to say his name. Josh. I, think, I think Josh. I think Josh is right. Is Josh? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you get to play for Spurs and Pop, and, you know, they're so great, but are they really great? Because, I mean, they, yeah. they're they used to picking up these dark horses in the draft and turning them into something, or they already have a high upside, like Tim Duncan. Uh, Mono Ginobili, well, they didn't draft him, Duncan, but, um, you know, Mono Ginobili um, <clears throat> and uh, Tony Parker, but you might have lost your touch there. It's, it's going. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It's going <laughs> because none of your picks have turned into anything yet. Yes. Yes. Couldn't agree more with you. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they have like, I mean, even. Even uh, I am blanking on his name. Small forward from Ohio State. Uh, he played. He's restricted. For, oh, yep. Kate Kata Bates Diop. Even he's like a three and D wing. It's like they just seem to attract role players in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. It's like all they are good at scouting is role players. So yeah, that's that's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll bounce around to another smaller thing. Brooklyn Nets did a decent job in free agency. Patty Mills. James Johnson, Patty Mills, Blake Griffin. It's pretty, it's pretty, you know, they drafted well. Good job. Good, good job. Uh-huh. Yeah. Getting wrong guys. They didn't hit anything out of the park, but, you know, they filled some gaps. They got roll guys. Bruce, they resound Bruce Brown too. So I like what they did. I like what they did, really, truly. 
Yeah. Definitely gotten better. Definitely used what mm-hmm. they had, you know. I was expecting the sign Patty Mills, they did that. I mean, that that really helps them out really a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. All right. I think maybe I only had one other small. Oh, yeah. Jared Allen. What do you think? Oh, and the paying the the Cavs paying Jared Allen. Yep, hundred million over five years. I mean, since you you know you let Andre Drummond go, you got Jared mm. Allen. Jared Allen is young; he has you know high upside. So I feel like you know you create that nucleus with him, Darius Garland. I mean, if you're gonna move on Colin Sexton, move on Colin Sexton. If not, then you create that nucleus with him, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. You have Isaac Okoro. And then you just drafted, uh, give me a second. Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. So, I mean, that was the right move to make. You you kind of secured your future in a way. Yeah, I, at first, I was losing my mind because Jared Allen plus Evan Mobley makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Together, now they're not going to be able to play together with all the pick and rolls. Um, but then I realized that Jared Allen's a good trade asset. So I can kind of get behind what they did. So, you know, I don't think that it's going to be a long-term fit because Evan Mulvey is a better player. But I think I think Jared Allen can be a good young setter for a team and you can get a nice forward prospect in return for some for him. So I, I, I'm not hating it. So at first I was hating, but then I was like, mm, eh, it's okay. Yeah, they have, the Cavs have nobody else to pay. So, I mean, Colin Sexton's gonna want someone. Uh, Colin Sexton, Terry Scarlett are eventually gonna get paid. Yeah, It'd be interesting. Unless they move on Colin Sexton. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I am out. I do not have anybody else to talk about. There's no other news at this point in time. Yeah. Danny Green's went back to the 76ers just happened without really? a yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Two yep. year 20 million. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's 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 yeah. It's it's a good deal. Yeah. I'm not gonna lose my mind about it, but like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be all this and that, and then, you know. But yeah, it's a good deal. Yeah. I feel like uh, Lou Will could be an axe factor for a championship team. Oh, for sure. I, I, I can't think of the team that he would be an axe factor for, though. Can you think? You mean in a starting position Miami or... Heat. Miami Heat off the bench behind yeah. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Miami Heat have any more money. <laughs> I feel like they just somehow gained all this money magically. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if they'd be able to pay him, but I feel like him behind Kyle Lowry makes sense because they do need more offensive punch. So I feel like he could be a push player for somebody's bench. Mm-hmm. Um, do a sign and trade. Where they already, where they already mm-hmm. yeah, with Duncan Robinson for uh, um, Lua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big contract. That's the big contract they got. So, Duncan Robinson, bro, getting paid. 
They probably can get Lou Will cheap because that's all they've been. They've been underpaying this guy his entire career. That's facts. That is so facts. I mean, if he would have been on the Cavs when they had Baron Davis and just swapped Lou Will for Baron Davis, Lou Will would have been like, he's having all-star numbers, but it's on the Cavs with no else. So we're not going to pay him, but like, he's pretty special, right? Like he would be, how his career turned out is not the way his talent as a player is. So I couldn't agree with you more on that take. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. All righty. Well, we would like to thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We are streaming on YouTube. We got a tech talk. We're on Instagram. On all the platforms, you know, hit that download button really helps us. Thank you for listening. Um, free agency is going to be a little crazy. There's a couple more moves that'll come down the pike, which should be interesting. We've got a couple ideas of what we're going to do in the future in the next couple months. So we're going to be brainstorming about that. We're going to give you guys some really interesting content. And uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. And we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace.